Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. One of my top played songs of 2021, going back a couple years, Travis. Fun band. Thanks to the trail, 103.3, for teaching me about all the cool, hip, fun, new music. If you ever want to scan the radio dial, you certainly can, but only up a couple notches, 103.3, the trail, Montana's quality rock. Missing the first hour of Nuana's Now, you can find it on the podcast presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Also, Grizz Hockey back in action. Uh, they are playing uh, tonight, tomorrow, and the next day. They're on a road trip out to North Dakota. If you need a place to watch the game, Buffalo Wild Wings will have it on for you. Go check out Buffalo Wild Wings for all Grizz Hockey action. Only four games left of this current season. So if you want to go watch the Grizz in action, go check out B-dubs right across the street from us here at Missoula Broadcasting. Well, just think how annoying you think Aaron Rodgers is. And he has resided in and played in the smallest market in all of pro sports for the duration of his career. Now it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is going to be a free agent. The number one suitor for him is the New York Jets. Hmm. Imagine this attention freak in New York City. Ugh. Gross. No, I don't imagine him anywhere, actually. It's uh, it's quite a thing. But l- I thought last year he was a free agent and he was going to... Mm, he's actually never technically been a free agent. Oh, well, why wasn't... Okay, whatever. <laughs> this is the chick who doesn't know sports. That's exactly all. right. Chick who doesn't know sports here on ESPN Radio. Our good friend Carolyn joined us in studio. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. The way that national talk radio has gone... 95% of what's been being talked about right now is all the guys that are out of the playoffs. Okay. And, and that are... No one's talking about the guys. What's in. wrong with the Cowboys? What are they going to do next? Where is Aaron Rodgers going to go? Is Tom Brady going to retire? I just think it's such a microcosm of like sports in general right now. It's, it's like, don't you guys realize there's four teams left playing? Why, why don't you talk about the teams that are still playing? Because it's not as fun. That's true. Speaking of that... <laughs> Speaking of... Let's, let's talk about... So we're recording this on Thursday. It's airing Friday? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, no, it's airing today. Thursday on a Thursday. Here we are. Okay, so as of press time. As of press time. um, Rumors are abound that DeMar Hamlin is actually dead. Oh, my gosh. And that there's uh, all these conspiracy theories that they had a body double at the playoff game last week and that um, he... You know, he died in January, and there's a fake death certificate online. People have gone on, and his parents' names are on it, and blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. I find this to be super stupid. Well, so there's, there's as always, there's more nuance to this than just this. Um, I do not think Damar Hamlin is dead 
for the record, I'll start with that. I okay. do not think DeMar Hamlin is dead. I also do not think that any of the people that have been attending these games as DeMar Hamlin are DeMar Hamlin. Really? I do think there's a body double. I don't think he's dead because Miles Sanders, who's the running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, is one of DeMar Hamlin's best friends since they were kids. And he, they FaceTimed together, and you saw DeMar Hamlin. It was definitely DeMar Hamlin. Okay. And Miles Sanders has also got on the record talk, talking to reporters, being like, this is a status update. We talk all the time, yada, yada, yada. I don't think a guy from another team would be, like, in on the fix to, like, cover this up. Except the NFL is so powerful. They are, for sure. But I do think that the NFL is powerful enough to have a body double and trying to make it seem like he's... Uh, he's fine. I, I, I just don't think he's fine. I mean, the guy had a f- massive heart attack in the middle of a game and... But why to- bother? I mean, it's okay if he didn't come to the game. He just had a heart attack. It's okay if he stays home and watches it from yeah. his television. So I mean, why part, bother with the with doing a body double? The part about the, con- the conspiracy of this that I sort of can't reconcile is that... If DeMar Hamlin was fine and dandy and able to go to games and yada, 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 how has there been no reporter that's had him do an interview in person? Right. Like, that is the biggest story in America right now. Do you think he's waiting for the big, you know, 2020 interview? Do you think he's waiting for the dateline for the, what? I mean, not Barbara Walters. I mean, is it Sunday Night Football the most watched thing in, in America right now? I think, I'm I mean, saying to get paid. Like, he, he would get they paid. They pay you to go yes. on that stuff? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I don't know about that. How much do they pay you? Um, I don't. Probably not more than an NFL player makes, right? I mean, I mean who knows if he's going to play again? Maybe yeah, he wants true. that money. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know here. I, I, I just did. I did think that the, the DeMar Hamlin that walked into the Buffalo Bills uh, team area before the playoff game last week, the fact that he like got off the the vehicle and then like walked with security and he's wearing sunglasses and a face mask that seems super sketchy i mean that was kind of weird but he might you know be fragile and you know not want everyone to see fragile for what he just had a, he died on the field for 10 minutes no, so he's for, a little for sure i i just there's not there's no level of security like that for LeBron James when he's walking in the stadium and a lot of people hate LeBron James and he's a lot more powerful and recognized. No, I don't mean in the sense of like someone's gonna hurt him. I sure. mean like he could catch COVID. He could be his immune system could be hmm. suppressed. Okay. I mean there could be all these things. I just don't understand the body double thing. Like just don't come to the game. What's it doing for people? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot here. Uh Again, for the record, I do not think Tamar Hamlin's dead, but I also think that there's something weird going on that is delaying from him having some sort of on-camera, here I am, mm-hmm. thanks to everybody, here's the deal. Or maybe he's waiting for like, because I know like People.com, or People, the, the magazine, sure. um, they pay big for huh. interviews, so like maybe he's waiting to get some paycheck. Or maybe he actually is dead. Oh my God, he's not know. dead. You don't think so? No, I don't. Mm, I don't think so either. Because the doctors came on the news and said he was a lot like that. There's just too many, unless they were actors. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> all that stuff. Like when people say, well, how can a conspiracy possibly work? How could you get everybody on board? Well, I think you could because I think you could just lie to people. I mean, the, the, the president of the United States got assassinated in downtown Dallas and they were able to completely manipulate the entire situation. You know what I mean? Like the guy who supposedly killed him got killed before he even went on the stand. Do you think the moonwalk was fake? <laughs> like landing on the moon? Yeah. 
No, not Michael Jackson's moonwalk. <laughs> the one. Say, Michael Jackson at the 1982 Motown Music Awards was certainly real. That was awesome. Oh, God. I'll never forget it. Uh, did you watch that? Like, of did, course. Like live? You watched yes, it live? Yes, and was like, what is this guy doing? What is this guy doing? Back before mm-hmm. Mike got weird. I know. He was like the coolest person on the, the earth. coolest. Right then. I had a Michael Jackson purse. Man. Ugh. We haven't even talked about this. Total tangent. Chicken does those sports here on ESPN Radio. Rolling Stone released their top... Mm-hmm. 100 singers of all time, and they had him at like 82nd or something like that. I How know. is that? Who is number one? Who cares? There's not 81 better singers than Michael Jackson. I stopped reading after I, I saw that. I think that was probably because of his history and people yeah. like, I know you're rating for singing, but I think, listen, these days you're going to get canceled for everything. Right. We're so. canceling M&M's. We're canceling A&W. I can't even. We'll, ca- we'll get to the M&M's <laughs> later. But... Um, the Damar Hamlin thing is, I think he's alive. Yeah. I think he's fine. Okay. I mean, I think he's recovering. Sure. I don't, I think the body double thing is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Not just, not because you said it, just because sure. like, I think that's insane. For sure. So you, to answer your question of to why, they they have tried to, this is the thing that's driven me crazy about this entire situation since the moment that the that the incident happened. It's that, that they've just turned this guy into this this prop, this token. This, yes. Like you said, he's been exploited. Yes. I mean, the whole pregame on Sunday for the Bills-Bengals game was how DeMar Hamlin was the one man that could unite Americans. And it's like, come on, man. Like, I get it. People are worried about this guy and his health or whatever. But, like, to make him into, like, this deified, uniting Maybe factor. the pressure's gotten him, and so he's gone into hiding because yeah, maybe it's I mean, just too much pressure. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just think it's... So to answer your question, though, why would they do that is because they've sold this whole feel-good story of sure. this guy almost died in the NFL, but then he didn't die, and now he's here, and yay! It's weird. I think it's weird. Um, I think he's just really... I don't know why he came in covered head-to-toe at that game. The only thing I can think of was germs. Sure. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, it should be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, what is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana. So did they Television. win? The Bills lost. The Bills lost. So there's no... They got drilled by Cincinnati. Okay. Well, speaking of Cincinnati, I wanted to talk about them as well. Okay. Can't wait. What do you got? So this Joe, Joe Burrow Bur- Yeah, guy. this is going to be your next most hated guy. I, well, this is what I'm worried about. Because I don't want to. the NFL is going to make him into Tom Brady. So this is exactly what I wanted to say. <laughs> I He is everywhere. He's he everywhere. is, and he's cute. He's fine. I mean, he's like a child, but he's cute. But he's people like are going crazy over him. And yep. I'm like, okay, why don't you relax? Like, he's not that cute. He's got that, uh, like, all-American All-American, wit. He's yeah. Got, and he's got the wit. He's, he's kind of a nerd. He's, But he's also very witty. Yes. He's got, like, that sneer smile where you're like, you, you can tell, like, he knows he's cool, but he also just doesn't care at all. Like, he's just cooler than everybody. Too cool for school. Yeah, and he's very smart. He's very smart. But not like Aaron Rodgers, like... Um, I aced my SATs. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's he just seems like a cool, down-to-earth guy, and I'm really worried we're going to have a Tom Brady on our hands. I mean, to become Tom Brady, that is certainly, uh, at the end of the day, a personal decision. And so, uh, I don't know if... Here, here's the fundamental difference between Tom Brady and Joe Burrow and Tom Brady and everybody. Tom Brady despite all of his fame, fortune, and success, has always had this underdog mentality. Because Tom Brady was this slow, sort of doughy, 
you know, guy that was barely a starting quarterback in college, and then he was a sixth-round draft pick, and he was a backup when he first came out. And so he's had that chip on his shoulder. That's what helped him play all the way until when he was 45 and helped him work so hard and all this stuff. Yeah. But he's also been this had this element of insecurity where he's trying to prove himself no matter what, no matter even if he's won seven Super Bowls or whatever. Joe Burrow is the complete opposite of that. Joe Burrow is one of the greatest athletes in America. Did he win a Heisman? Joe Burrow's won everything. Okay. Joe Burrow was the Ohio Gatorade Player of the Year in football and basketball. He went to Ohio State where then he lost out, so he transferred to LSU, won the Heisman Trophy at LSU, won the national championship at LSU, was the number one overall pick. Wait, explain what do you mean he lost out? Lost well, so Ohio State recruited like Ohio State has more money than God, right? Yes, so they of recruit course. so many quarterbacks. He there was a whole bunch of quarterbacks that were at Ohio State, and the one guy won the starting job, and then multiple other quarterbacks transferred, but they were all so good they went and started at other places. Got it. Okay. Uh, Tate Martell was one of those guys. He sort of actually flamed out at Miami. Um, I can't remember. I think Justin Fields was maybe the guy that beat out Joe Burrow. Who's Justin Fields play for? I don't know. He's your Chicago, Chicago Bears, Bears quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but that's the other part about the Joe Burrow story. First of all, he's been sort of this prodigious talent since he was very, very young. Okay. So there's no underdog, whatever. That's why he's so cocky, because he's he knows he's the man. There's also the part, too, which is makes the story so much better, is that Joe Burrow is from Ohio. He's from there. Oh, like, he is? He's from Athens, Ohio. Oh. So he is like... He's a hometown... Hometown kid. And the fact that the Bengals have been just stuck in the mud forever, and now this guy is the guy saving them. I mean... He's a huge star on the national perspective. He is the biggest star in that part of the country by a long shot. Right, right. And so I think all those things, like Tom Brady just evolved into this like giant tool right. from trying to tell you how cool he was. Joe Burrow's been cool since he's like 12. He already knows that he's cool. So do you, so where do you think this is, he's going to land in this? Do you think he's just going to be a cool, like Jim McMahon, just super cool? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's a matter of, first of all, he's got to stay healthy. He's already gotten messed up. I mean, he tore his knee his second year, blew his knee completely out. Really? And missed the whole year and then oh. came back. Um, he, I don't know. I mean, if he wants to make it all about winning, that's great. If he wants to make it all about Stetson commercials and Ugg boots and stuff like. Has like he started TV down 12, that road yet? Is he doing He's got a couple endorsements, but he's not, he's not Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's the thing too. He doesn't have the hierarchy yet. I mean. Because he's still. So young. So young, yeah. right. Exactly. Do you think Tom Brady is feeling a little threatened by Joe? <laughs> no, but Tom Brady was dropping F-bombs on Jim Gray's podcast. I know. Recently. I heard he, he's he's definitely having some anger issues lately. I, see, I think he's trying to, like, humanize himself. Huh. He's like, wants everybody to know he's edgy. Mm, maybe, but he started off this. It's also, though, like, if you want to be edgy, don't do your podcast with Jim Gray. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows that. I mean, <laughs> Who's Jim Gray? <laughs> Jim Gray is like Bob Costas light. Oh, okay. I know Bob Jim Costas. Jim Gray is like, you know, the, the very calm Oprah interview type mm. guy. He's been a reporter for, I think, NBC forever. I have a book, a Jim Gray book over there on the bookshelf. I don't know. It's a... Uh, Who's that wine for? <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn sees the wrapped bottle of wine in the corner instantly. Who's that for? Uh, Chicken doesn't know sports, ESPN radio. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to become of Joe Burrow. Here's the other interesting part is in the NFL, it's actually easier to blow up in stardom when you're young than ever before. College gets you so much more ready for the league than they ever have before. But also because of the way the quarterback contracts work, you can be on a way better team when you're on your rookie contract. Because, like, Joe Burrow right now is only making, I think, $5 million a year. That's it? 
whereas Aaron Rodgers is making $50 million right. a year. As soon as Joe Burrow gets to his next contract, then they have to pay him. That means they can't pay all the other guys. Oh. That's why the Packers are where they're at, because right, they paid Aaron Rodgers all Rogers. the money. What, that's why Tom um, Brady always wins, because Tom Brady never took the big money. That's the one nice thing. Well, it's the smart thing. I don't right. know, but yeah. Do you think Joe Burrow will stay with the Bengals after he his contract is up? They are going to offer him so much money, yeah. it's going to be impossible to, for him to say no. Do you I think mean, they're going to win the Super Bowl? I got big money on him winning the Super you Bowl. You do? But I don't think they're going to win the Super oh, Bowl. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the uh, I think that they're the... Man. I, I think that whoever wins the NFC Championship game is going to win the Super Bowl. I think the two are best they teams... NFC are they NFC or AFC? AFC. So I think San Francisco and Philadelphia are the two best teams. Okay. And then I think the third and fourth best teams are the AFC teams, Kansas City and Cincy. Okay. I got the Bengals winning the Super Bowl uh, on my betting tickets, but mostly that's because they were underdogs, so the odds are way better. That's why I bet them. So. Okay. We'll see. So speaking of Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, good job. I can never say his name. Mahomes. Mahomes. Carolyn, the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports here uh, in studio with us on your Thursday. Have okay. you noticed something different about the games? Uh, when they're pl- when he's playing. No. His wife is not. Being a freak. <laughs> and his brother. Sure. Well, remember, bef- like last year, she was spraying yeah. champagne all over everybody, and she was yeah. like being super obnoxious at the games, and yeah. th- they haven't been around. This is. Do uh, you think they're dead? <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a body double? Oh my gosh. I think Patrick Mahomes <laughs> said, hey guys, I make so much money, and you guys being weird on the sidelines is. Just going to be bad for everybody involved, so let's just not do that anymore. I don't know. I don't know where they're at. I don't know where they're, if they're hiding them or what they're doing, but... Uh, do you think they're uh, walking on the moon? You never answered <laughs> if you thought the, the real moonwalk was fake. I, I mean, we don't need to really reveal how crazy Coulter is on uh, the radio, right? I do want to ask one question about that, though. I do think that we walked on the moon. I do think that Neil Armstrong really did walk on the moon. I do. But do you think the video and the like TV thing was fake? I don't know. I'm going to tell you why I think it was fake. Wow. Okay. Conspiracy Carolyn. Because I can't get cell service <laughs> in Georgetown Lake on a Saturday. Yeah. But they could broadcast from the moon in 1969. Or is it 69? I think so. Yeah. So, fun fact. <laughs> Okay. Well, back to Patrick Mahomes. Oh, sorry. Uh, the, that's the part that drives me so crazy about the way that sports and pop culture have overlapped and the influence social media has on it, on it all. You ask me what's going to become of Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to find ways to try to exploit this kid's personal life. Mm-hmm. The machine always is after you, right? He's got a girlfriend, a longtime girlfriend. It's just amazing that, like, what Patrick Mahomes' wife's facial expressions at a basketball game became a thing, right? Like, that's because she is on, like, out of control when totally. she's at these games. Like, she's totally. kind of obnoxious. Totally. But then, if that wasn't, like, put on Instagram and Twitter every five seconds, would people even know? I think that was, like, literally on the sidelines of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people can see it when they're watching. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. kind of a. Like a little much. For and that's sure. a lot saying coming from me. <laughs> For sure. Regardless, I mean, those are the things that these guys have to go through, though, right? Like, how do you handle when people are talking about your family? How right. do you handle about when your wife or your girlfriend or whatever is a part of the story? You know? Right. 
It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I also think it's interesting because like nobody knows who Micah Parsons' girlfriend is. Nobody knows who like any defensive player in the league, right? Like mm-hmm. they don't know. Nobody's complaining about, you know. Probably because they sit there like ladies. <laughs> or, not, or not. I don't know. Maybe they don't, you know. Well. I'm sure that Patrick Mahomes' wife is not the only significant other that's going crazy in the stands. I mean, some of these guys' yeah. moms are probably definitely going Oh, my nuts. gosh. That's true. If, I, if one of my kids is out there. <laughs> that's right. So, it'd be so embarrassing. It's just funny that that's who we gravitate towards. But anyways, check it out. no sports here on ESPN Radio. All right. What else you got? All right. I have a happy story of the day. Okay. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets. Yeah. He had a fan, a, a family, flew from Argentina okay. to Miami yep. to watch him play on Mm -hmm. uh, last night, I think, Wednesday night. And he was sitting out because he has a back injury. He did, yep. And uh, this family made a a sign that said, we flew 4,400 miles to see you play, or to see Jimmy Butler play, da-da-da. And then they found out he wasn't playing, and they were so sad, obviously. Well, he... Um, found out about it, and he invited them to the arena for a meet and greet, autographed jersey, basketball, pictures, all this awesome stuff. And apparently that's like his jam. He does that all that's the time. so legit. That's, I love it. That's so awesome. Um, first of all, the, the NBA stars sitting because of scheduling reasons, like the new trend is if you're on a road trip, if you are playing like a, your second straight night on a road trip, you just sit all your stars. Why? Because the, that's the way to rest. They're calling it load management. Okay. And it was cre- basically Greg Popovich for the Spurs and Steve Kerr for the Warriors are the ones that like made this in vogue and sort of a trend. Okay. Because the key to winning an NBA championship is to have all your guys healthy at the end, right? Sure. So you like if your guys are coming back from nicks and knacks and whatever, you're, you already you played in Denver last night. You're playing in in Portland tonight. Okay, we're sitting Steph Curry because we don't want him to be get, get too tired. Whatever. From a competitive standpoint, I sort of get it. From a, a entertainment standpoint, though, that's it's hogwash. That's stupid. Right. We drove to Denver when Kevin Durant still played for the Oklahoma City Thunder. We drove to Denver to watch Durant and Westbrook for my brother's birthday, and they were on their fifth game in seven days on the road, and Kevin Durant scored 28 points in the first quarter and a half and then sat the whole rest of the game, and I've never been so pissed in my life. Right. We spent like $200 on the tickets. It was like, come on. Yeah. No, that, and yeah, it's that's... Like, I've only been to one NBA game since then because of that because right. you just never know. And, you know, so it is. It's, it's tough because, again, from a competitive standpoint, you get why they do it, but also, like, there's a lot of people that go to NBA games that that's their only time they're right. ever going to go. And if, that's like, so those, true. Those people traveled forever, you know? Yeah, I'm glad that he did that. That was really nice. And um, it sounds like he is, like, so good to his fans. And so, you, and know, you know Butler, I love that. Jimmy Butler's the man. It probably is part of it's because of where he came from. I mean, he was he was homeless when he was in high school and had to go to a junior college and made his way. And, I mean, he's one of the great stories in pro sports. Jimmy Butler's the man. Well, he's my angel of the week. I love it. Hey, there you go. There we well, go. Who's the devil? I mean, let's just call it Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because he wants to be MVP instead of trying to get a Super Bowl. All he cares about is himself. I just can't believe that we have reached this point with him. It's unbelievable. Like, yeah. The stuff he's... He's just so gross, the amount <laughs> he loves talking about himself. Yeah. Like, he goes on Pat McAfee's 
podcast every week, and all he talks about is himself. Can you imagine? I mean, you can't dating some him like that would be <laughs> awful. You're like, okay. Well, I mean, I think that's why he's had like ten girlfriends right. since he's been in the NFL. Right. No, he doesn't ever There's a like. Point where you're like, you can ask me. They about all me? last a year, maybe a year and a half, and then it's a new one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? I yeah. mean, he's gross. He, and he has a stupid haircut. <laughs> he's going to look nasty in that New York Jets green. Uh, Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. Chicken doesn't know sports here on your radio dial. Uh, anything else this week? One last stupid story that's going to make your head explode. Okay, can't you wait. You probably already know it, but Wednesday night um, in Chicago versus Loyola of Chicago, my brother's, where my brother went to college. That's a great college. Isn't um, like super smarty pants? Oh my God, yes. I mean, isn't that like a really prestigious private school in Chicago? Yeah, but... I don't think it's that person. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, but he is very I'm being, smart. I'm being, uh, what do you say? I'm being prejudiced right now. Just thinking. Because it's Catholic. Private, oh. Catholic, Chicago. Um, I would like sure. to point okay, out that he and my other brother are both genius level. And then there's me. <laughs> so. Hey, they say that one of the biggest uh, signs of intelligence is being funny. And you're funny. So. True. I got that going for me. There you go. But they're, they're funnier because they're smarter. It's there like, I can't even keep up with them sometimes. I'm play like. the guitar. And yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's the whole thing. Okay, so your brother's alma mater, Loyola Chicago. Loyola, I have no idea about this. So Loyola played intrigued. Duskane? Duskane. Duquesne. Duquesne. Yeah, Duquesne. there you go. Duquesne. Duquesne. Yeah, Duquesne. Duquesne. Uh, uh, why is it spelled that way? Duquesne ripped the Grizz, the Montana yes. Grizzlies, in the very first game of the year this year. Well, while in Pittsburgh playing their their game, a man mm. dressed in yellow and holding a bag of McDonald's uh, came in to order to deliver Uber Eats. DoorDash, I thought. DoorDash. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, in the middle of the game, they had to stop the game. If you haven't seen the video, the dude, if you've ever ordered DoorDash, like while you're sitting at a bar or like a, a, a establishment that doesn't have food, and the person walks in and they are, they're always holding your bag and they're like, Coulter, Coulter. And then they go, oh, here I am. The person go, walks into the arena and is doing that, but they're like walking on the they court. They came onto the court. <laughs> Do you know what it was? It, it was, was a, a YouTube prank. It was a prank. It was content. But at the time, yeah. it looked like it was live. Like somebody had Someone ordered had some ordered. McDonald's courtside. Yeah. It, it was really funny. Can I just go off for a second about DoorDash? Of course. I This is definitely a generational thing because I would never pay for DoorDash. Yeah. If, like my son will order McDonald's or whatever and he'll pay like $20 for a $5 meal. And I and when you could just drive five minutes and go I, get it. I don't even... It's and then he he ordered DoorDash from Chipotle and then w walked over from work to pick it up. Right. And so you're still paying the DoorDash fee. Right. What? <laughs> so I've ha I just there's no way I would pay for that. There's I, absolutely no way. I'm totally with you. You just said you ordered DoorDash to a bar. Uh, I have ordered DoorDash <laughs> to a bar before for sure. Um, but I'm totally with your rationale. Yeah. For sure. There's just no way. I ordered it once. But it was free because it, I, it was like my first order and it was on New Year's Day yeah. a couple of years ago and I could not get out of bed for obvious reasons because mm -hmm, I had mm -hmm. had a little too much wine the night before. Yeah, yeah. And the boys will still say, remember that time we ordered DoorDash? Because I'm always anti-DoorDash. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yes, that was a dark moment. There's some, there's some hustle to it. I mean, 
ordering from the places with the free delivery. Mm-hmm. That's part of the hustle. I thought about, though, just like being a driver because I guess you can make a ton of money. I mean, I guess that's what they say. Yeah. What about the people that go grocery shopping for other people? Honestly, I would love to do that. I love grocery shopping. It's like one of my favorite things to do in the you world. You my girlfriend. I don't even know. Like, Oh, oh it's a store full of food. <laughs> Doesn't it overwhelm you? There's no. so many choices. I could... I could I could grocery shop all day. I love it. Right. The only thing I don't like is the actually checking out part. Yeah, yeah, especially lately. Yeah. God. But um, I have my people, you know, Albertsons and Orange Street Food nice. Farm, and they nice. take good care of me, so they know. Nice. They know what's up. Very good. Well, uh, Carolyn, she does no sports here on uh, ESPN Radio. How was yoga today? I didn't go with so you. So good. Yeah. Um, it was so Busy, which was awesome. It's, it's very busy these days. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I just love, I love hot house yoga. It was great. And right before yoga, I went over to Buff City Soap mm-hmm. to meet with our pals, Steve. Nice. And you have a bag here And Beth, for me. and I have presents for you. Look so at this live radio yeah. present. So this giving. is, um, it's called Wash That Ash. Okay. <laughs> and it, smell it. They really mm. wanted you to try it. And then this is like a soap sleeve, and so it exfoliates. So you put the soap in it, oh. and then it gets all soapy, and then it you exfoliates it your here. skin. Yeah. Do and you then, store it in here, or do you just put it in here and then take it out? I got my little tray from yeah. them as well. Um, I, I was going to store mine. And I got one, too, and I'm planning to store mine in uh, it. Hilarious. Yeah. And then they wanted you to have a present for your girlfriend since you got her laundry soap for Christmas. <laughs> Um, and this I picked out just for her because it's island nectar and it just sounded, it smelled so um, fresh and islandy, wow. like vacation. And since it's kind of icky out, I thought you guys might enjoy that. Wow. Scent. Very nice. I would Thanks also, Buff City soap. I need to say something about Buff City Soap. Okay. <laughs> I chatted with them today and they're so cute. And uh, they told me how grateful they were that you came in and went shopping and they just thought that was so cool that you went nice. in. I know. And they were like, we're a small business. I mean, they're owned and operated by a couple here yeah. in Missoula and they're still a small business. And they just were so impressed that you came in and Christmas shopped there and they just were really appreciative. Well, it was a big hit. Everybody that I got presents for there really liked it. So. Yeah. I mean, how can you not? How can you not? Yeah. Go check out Buff City Soap over there in the Northgate Shopping Center here uh, on Reserve Street. Just a little hop, skip and a jump away from us here at uh, Missoula Broadcasting Company. Uh, anything else? Um, no, just. Oh, I have the rest of that for another time because we got to get out. We got a great guest coming up. Blake Hempstead going to tell us all about Class B high school hoops, both boys and girls. That's next. Keep it right here. You want us now? ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. Now on ESPN Radio. Welcome back to Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Time now for our Prep Extra, presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank 
has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. We go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in our great friend, Blake Kempstead. Wears a bunch of uh, hats in the world of media. The curator and founder of Copperhead Country, as well as uh, covered all Anaconda sports, as well as a contributing content guy and photographer at Skyline Sports. And uh, our go-to guy when we want to learn more about small school, high school uh, athletics. Blake, what's up, my man? How you living? Uh, I'm doing well. I saw, I mean, I got to hear Copperhead Country or Copperhead Road coming in, Copperhead Country, all that stuff. It's good stuff. That's gotta love it. Producer, you have there. Yeah, he he is. He 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 earns his his minimum wage at a very high level. Uh, first, the entry point here is just uh, we want to learn more about Class B uh, hoops right now because uh, you do a great job covering high school sports across the state of Montana. But Anaconda, which is your primary uh, high school that you cover, uh, they are in Class B these days. So uh, just break it down for us. And let's start with on the girls' side because uh, in our text conversations, but also just looking at these box scores, I think. Big Fork, the lone remaining unbeaten team in Class B girls basketball. Uh, how are they doing it? Because it looks like they're just straight dominating people right now. Well, the wild part about it is the western part of the state is going to be hosting the most trophies, in my opinion, uh, whether it be Class B, Class A. In fact, we can talk about that in a second. But the Big Fork girls, um, they are as far as I can see the biggest lock to win a trophy, whether it be a divisional or a state trophy. Now, you know, things can happen and and upsets can happen. But the team that they have assembled up there really does remind me of the old Anaconda Class A, you know, the back-to-back and would have been three-peat if Torrey Hill doesn't get hurt, you know, back in those days. Uh, It's it's unbelievable. They have uh, two Gunlock sisters, one a sophomore, a six-foot sophomore, Braden Gunlock, who... Uh, me and my partner, Corey Peterson, who does the games with me, we consider her an absolute Division One talent. And Peyton Gunlock, a freshman, a 5'8 freshman, her uh, little sister is equally as good. You have a girl, uh, Ava Davey, she's a part of that sophomore group. Uh, Madison Chapius, Scout and they do. I think those two are the only seniors on the team. They're averaging beating opponents 70.4 to 20.2. They have 845 points scored Whoa. versus just relinquishing 243. They they are an amazing team. It's uh, it's sort of interesting, too, to, to just see how this is going because Big Fork and boys basketball are very good as well. Uh, but Big Fork also is going to be making the move from Class B to Class A. So, I mean, is that the contributing factor here, particularly for the girls? But, I mean, is, is this just a numbers thing, or how have they been able to uh, compile these great teams? Because they were very good at football this last year as well. Well, the Big Fork boys, yes, they're they're also solid, and they will begin you know, competing for state trophy as well. I, I believe that they're uh, between them and Loyola. We'll get into the boys' side, but them and Loyola are one and two in this western side of the state. But the girls, they, it's just one of those anomalies. It's just every once in a while you see this this talented team mixed with you know three classes in Class B. That's kind of rare in Class A. In Class AA, you get a little bit more of that because you have uh, a bigger selection of, of players. But Big Fork, they are just in this this little run where they have a ton of talent, and they've been really good for a long time. It's just now, in fact, I believe they were one of the best Class B teams last year in the state. They had a little bit of an off-shooting night at Brick Breeden in their semifinal matchup last year, or else I, I really thought that they – we're going to go out and, and win a state A title or a state B title last year. So 
they just keep on trucking. Um, yeah, it's a it's a real good team, and that matchup with Loyola and Big Fork on Saturday is huge, both on the boys boys and girls side. Nuanas now ESPN Radio Blake Hempstead Copperhead Country joining us here on Nuanas now giving us some insight on all things Class B high school hoops. Blake does a ton of play by play not only for Anaconda but also uh, once the postseason rolls around, calling a bunch of the tournaments as well. Uh, so we'll we'll keep you apprised where you can find all uh, his great calls. Uh, but that is sort of the answer point too. Blake is is the fact that Loyola is very good in boys and girls basketball, particularly in boys. Uh, the Loyola boys lost their first game this last weekend, but it was to Columbia Falls, who's one of the four or five best teams in Class A. So no shame there. Uh, but Loyola, they're rolling on uh, on both sides. But to start with the boys, I mean, what have the Rams been able to do to sort of uh, get off to this great start? And, uh, I mean, 11 in a row, that's no joke about at what point in the season it's at. You know, I've known Toby Stack for a lot of years. I, I knew him back in the Class A days when I was covering Anaconda, and he was coaching down in Hamilton, of course. He turned over and was the AD at Loyola for a little while. Now he's assisting Scott Anderson, who is in his second stint as head coach. And they are as solid and as clean a team as you can as you see. Ethan Stack, he's a six foot five sophomore, of course. He's already looking down on Toby right now. Reynolds Johnston is the most gentle giant, has great feet, great hands, a six foot five junior, can step out and shoot from distance really distributes the basketball really well. Rafe Conzen is their point guard, six foot point guard, Noah Haffey, kind of like their third scorer, a six foot three junior who can shoot from the, the wing, who has some uh, Anaconda roots. His, his dad went to school a couple years younger than me. And then you get a guy like Talon Reynolds, uh, who can come off the bench and, and play some defense out there and, and can shoot the basketball. So yeah, they, they are averaging 70.3 points a game. Average giving up 39.3 points per game. And like you said, the only Class B loss or the only loss um, is not to a Class B team. It's a Class A team. Columbia Falls, they lost 72-65 on the road. We'll have some more clarity a little later on because Big Fork and Whitefish, or excuse me, Big Fork and uh, Loyola uh, play uh, this upcoming weekend, and uh, there's also some uh, a little bit of uh, a storyline there too, because Loyola bounced Big Fork from the Class B playoffs this last year in football. Uh, the Vikings were one of the top seeds. How, how about the Loyola girls? I know Geo Horner's putting up unbelievable numbers, uh, and they've been good as well. Where do they sort of fit in the mix on the Class B side? Yeah, so Loyola, their only loss was to Anaconda. That was before McKenna Patrick uh, went out with her knee injury. So they lost Anaconda 72-57. Gio Horner, I'm glad you said her name. She's a five foot eight junior. She was scheduled to play with McKenna uh, with uh, Alyssa Saylor and that uh, little team that they put together this, this summer. So that would have been a lot of fun. But a girl by the name of Charlotte Cummings, I think she's a 5'9". I think she's a senior. And then also an underclassman, Keetron Harrington. Is uh, they both had double figures against Anaconda, so yeah, with Anaconda losing McKenna, you know they have to kind of lean on some of their they, no seniors on the team. So Mania Lunsford, she's a five foot ten junior, definitely can play at the next level. She's a sixteen point six rebound, three assist a game girl, and then Mila Mitchell, a sophomore, fourteen points, eight rebounds a game. So that is kind of where I think uh, the six B is going to shake out between. Loyola in Anaconda. They play, I think, two weeks in the final week of the season to really determine the, the seedings going into the divisional. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, like a three-team race, in my opinion, on the girls' side between Loyola, Anaconda, and Thompson Falls out of the 7B to, 
to get to lose to Big Fork by 30 in the championship game. <laughs> Blake Hempstead joining us here talking all things Class B hoops. It is our prep extra presented uh, by Farmers State Bank. Uh, in Class B on uh, the boys' side, besides Big Fork and Loyola, has anybody risen up? I know Wolf Point, uh, the lone undefeated team in Class B. What do you think of just the rest of the classification? You know, I don't see much much from the East. I was talking with Bob Ritterod. I've been doing an NFHS podcast with him. And as you know, Coulter, reporting on the prep side has just gone downhill. You don't For see sure. a whole lot of it. I mean, you can try to catch up with some of the stuff like on Max Preps or other uh, recruiting sites or stuff like that. Huddle is trying to catch up and, and fill in the gaps there. But it's just, it's it's not very good. So the eastern part of the state, I, I'm really unaware of anything that happens here but i will say that the strength oddly enough is you know in your listenership it's it's in this area it's southwest montana whether it be the class a boys or these class b girls and uh even the class b boys from the western side so yeah it's i i really think there's going to be a lot of trophies won from from our local teams here in this area. No doubt about it. How about in Class B girls? Uh, let's, let's talk about the team from where, uh, in your hometown, Anaconda. I know that they lost uh, their stud point guard, McKenna Patrick, who uh, looks like certainly a uh, top-notch player when she's healthy, and hopefully she gets back to full health. But Anaconda's still uh, a nine-win team already, and uh, they've been ranked in a couple of the polls still. So uh, what do we think of um, just the rest of Class B girls, but also just specifically uh, Anaconda? You know, it's weird because the bullseye has always been on Anaconda's back. You know, they're one of the bigger Class B schools, and some of the numbers are a little skewed um, for a variety of reasons. But Anaconda has been up in that upper echelon, similar to a Thompson Falls uh, up there out of the, the 7B. But, yeah, they always get everybody's best game. Florence is a team that um, that can knock off anybody at any given time. Um, their consistency, much like in any high school team um is part of the problem but anaconda is right there if they play their best game and like i said it's it their leader is mania lunsford and, and you know if anything the only thing holding her you know back from getting to possibly a division one you know just her size being kind of a tweener but she's an absolute frontier talent to where um she was really coming into her own she sees the floor, excellent passing skills. It's just now she's counted on more to shoot the basketball. Like I said, she's still coming in. She's averaging 16 points a game, six rebounds. And then, like I said, uh, Mila Mitchell, the sophomore, coming in in her first year of starting, 14 points, eight rebounds. So their defense is kind of what holds them in. They they had a pretty tough game. Dylan is uh, one of the best class A teams. For sure. And they're still undefeated. And, and Anaconda took kind of a beating down there. So. Well, last thing I want to ask you about, on the note of Dylan, this is completely outside the world of uh, Class B, but uh, Terry Thomas, who's a guy that uh, I know both of you and I have a tremendous amount of respect for, one of the great coaches that Montana's seen, and uh, he did it at a Hall of Fame level in football. He's done it at a Hall of Fame level in boys basketball there at Beaverhead County High School in Dylan, and uh, he announced earlier this year that he's retiring. So uh, I know that he had such a stronghold on Class A sports in in a variety of ways for pretty much the last 20, 25 years. So uh, what do you think of just Coach Thomas stepping away? It is, I say this word again, it's an anomaly that you have coaches who can coach multiple sports 
at any level, whether it be high school or whatever, be a Hall of Fame caliber coach. Terry Thomas is a Hall of Fame caliber coach in football and also in basketball. He's, he's, he's been at nine state championship games over 13 years. I believe this is his 13th year. Or is it? I think it's his eighth, 18th year. Sorry. I think that's right. Or 17. Yeah. I, think, I think 17 yeah. is the so right in number. Basketball. Yeah. So, yeah, five and four in state championship games. He's won one third place and I don't know how many Southwestern A titles. Uh, he came on his first year of coaching was my junior year in high school. So I believe he's, he was uh, coaching football for, for Dylan in 1992. Amazing. Nin- 1991. But just the culture that he has created in Dylan in terms of respect on the floor, you can talk to any official down there in that Missoula pool or anywhere. If they've had a Dylan team, they know and they will tell you the respect that those kids have on the floor. And that is a direct reflection of the way Terry Thomas has built that culture down in Dillon. Those kids, they play the game correctly, and I'm not talking about what happens between the lines. I'm sure there's some trash talk between, you know, one player to another or stuff like that. But in terms of respectability and the way to do it right, Terry Thomas has made it clear that his way is the way to do it. And a lot of coaches have emulated and should emulate that man. Gotta love it, Blake Hempstead. Go check out Copperhead Country for all your coverage of Anaconda sports, but you can also catch him across the board. he got a podcast now going about high school sports, and he's going to be calling a bunch of the tournaments coming up, and you can find him all over the place. Blake, thanks so much for being here, man, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Bye-bye, buddy. There you go. Prep Extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Take you home here on your Thursday. New on is now ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Just in that kind of mood today. I don't know. Just how it goes. Little Dave Matthews times two for you here at hour number two. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio. If you missed anything in the show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is probably presented by the M Store. M Store located. Uh, downtown Missoula at the corner of Broadway and Higgins. And uh, it's also presented by the MSU Bookstore there on the Montana State campus. Appreciate those two fine sponsors for their continued support of the Nuanas Now podcast. We'll be joined tomorrow. How about this? The illustrious return, Rajim Seabrook in studio. Uh, we'll talk about the NFL playoffs. We also got our NFL betting segment with Brooks Nuanas, all football all the time. He will swing by to give you some of the best in terms of the numbers for the championship Sunday uh, contest in the NFL. 
And uh, we'll also have a full roundup of Big Sky Conference basketball games from tonight, as well as high school games from around the state of Montana. So uh, that should be very fun. Should be a jam-packed and uh, very exciting show. And uh, we will very much look forward to it. I'm headed down to Dahlberg Arena here just momentarily. Uh, I, I can't remember what the scheduling conflict was last year, but for whatever reason, Sacramento State was the only Big Sky women's team that I didn't see until the tournament. I don't know. I can't remember if I was gone or, or what the deal was last time they were in Missoula, but I have not seen them in Missoula. So excited to see Sac State. They're in first place. It's also a huge gift for Lady Grizz. We'll have full recap of all of that, plus full recap of all the high school hoops from around the state as well. Rajim Seabrook joining me. We'll see you then, 4 p.m. is Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, It's all we practice. Uh, You're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 montanaadvocates.com.